Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow, till I finally prove it Never listen to the no's He who controls the past controls the future He who controls the present controls the past Hello, everybody. Uh, how are you doing, Broski? Pretty good, bro. How are you? Not too bad. We're going to get right into it. Um, so right off the top, uh, I just want to say some things we're not going to talk about. Uh, we're not going to talk about the State of the Union, which is going on right now. Uh, we're recording this on what day is it? Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. Tuesday, uh, February 7th, 8th, 7th. I don't know. Whatever. We're not We're not going to cover that. Who really cares? Um, we'll look back at it, see if there's anything interesting, but it's just going to be old Joe talking about a bunch of stuff. It's all, I've never been a big fan of the, the State of the Union. It's just kind of a parlor trick. To try. It's, like, it's all a parade. So not interested in that. Um, we're not going to cover, as tempting as it is, Trump calling DeSantis a pedo. Um, there's just no, no basis for that. It's some grainy old picture. There's not really anything to that story. And DeSantis and Trump arguing back and forth doesn't really interest me. Um, if it comes to a primary, DeSantis will beat Trump. Republicans just, just have to, like, actual Republicans, you know, that, like, are caring about the election. Just much, yeah. much, must love them just taking shots across the ballot at one another. One another, though. My goodness. Yeah. No, you're good. Um, <sighs> another thing we're not going to talk about, uh, Ilhan Omar losing her committee seats. I don't care. That's normal partisan stuff. So it's not really... Um, we, we have a busy show planned for you, so that's why I'm just hitting these right off the uh, right off the docket. Um, also, uh, we have big things coming for the show, some big guests coming up, so we're excited about that, but that's kind of inspired us. We're working out some kinks. Um, let's see here. Choppy video was a complaint we got on the last one. That's what happens there is trying to record the videos, the articles. Um, I've been trying to find a better way of doing it because we don't have very expensive gear. We literally just have a laptop, these mics. Um, an audio recorder and then some phones and then a couple of studio lights. So um, the way I've been doing it is I record what's on my laptop on Zoom. And then after that, I cut and edit that in when we have articles or videos. It doesn't work very well. So I figured out a new way of doing it where I screen record the videos beforehand and then I'll plug those in as we're looking at it. Same with the articles. I'll do a screenshot of the actual article so you guys can go look it up and then I'll just... Read it, and you'll look at my beautiful face or Zach's beautiful face or the screenshot. So um, hopefully that irons out that complaints. Um, another thing that I wanted to hit here, um, we want to do some watch-along content. I'm looking into the copyright laws on that and kind of how to get away with it. Um, Gas Digital, Zach Amico's Midnight Spook Show, they always watch. Um, it's not what you'd think. Calm down there. <laughs> I heard some rebel yells, but... Um, <laughs> Now, it's basically a show where they just watch a bunch of comedians watch horror, horror movies, um, but they have it a small square box in the, the corner. So I personally don't really get the whole watch along thing, but instead of doing like a green screen where I just sit there and talk about it, um, I think it'd be 
more fun to do, like bring somebody in and then do like a watch along show. So uh, let us know in the comments what movies you would like to see uh, us do a watch along. I know you people's number one on the list. We're going to do that soon. We're going to do a watch along of you people. Um, I only got five minutes into it and I was like, I can't just waste watch this. Blood pressure through the roof. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So we're going to do that. And um, I also want to do the Orville because there's a lot of weird anti-family trans stuff in there um, this newest season. So, uh, you know, let us know what you think would make a good watch along show. Stuff that's obvious isn't going to be that interesting. Like you people's new. So that's kind of why it's relevant. But like we're not going to go and I, I don't even know what what shows are out there that people would want us to talk about. Like the new Toy Story. We're not going <laughs> to watch the new Toy Story. Um, outside of that, to wrap up personal updates and just kind of get us into the show, um, the junkie is still going to the gym. Wow. Why? He's still persevering this clean life that he has chosen now. <laughs> yeah. I didn't see him today, but I've seen him every day and Hey, I'm, I'm happy for him. I hope, of course I say that in today's the day he dropped off, but <laughs> man, I posted that right clip. Now he's eating the spoon up. <laughs> yeah. I posted that. Um, yeah, I posted that clip. Uh, on our shorts about it's not a morality issue. And my point was very simple. Like drug addiction can get anybody. Alcohol addiction can get anybody. This entire country is addicted to fast food. Like there's addiction is very broad spectrum and humans are addicted to a lot of things. It's a biological thing. So I was posted that like maybe there's more to this drug issue than good versus bad. And sure enough, I'm looking through the comments and people, junkies just making excuses. And I was just, I refrained from commenting, but I just wanted to say, yeah, I, I know so many just dirty junkies and shame on the Marine Corps for not having higher standards. They let those junkies, well, also shame on the high schools for letting those junk junkies go through high school, playing sports, ki- killing it, having good grades. I don't know who those teachers were, but there's no way those dirty junkies were getting good grades. Then they go to war, get sent to war for this country, fight for the, the Marine Corps in charge of men, millions of dollars of equipment, those dirty junkies and the Marine Corps, let them do it. And then they get out and then they're dirty junkies. Those, those bad people. I'm very ashamed of the people who let those bad people get in positions of authority. So to the people in the comments, uh, you're idiots. <laughs> that's, that's my take on that. I sure would like to stop eating, try to stop eating Taco Bell over stopping fentanyl. I will say that. <laughs> Yeah, well, look, and I'm pretty harsh. I mean, you you know me. Like, I'm I see a homeless druggie, and I'm like, will you just die already? But I mean, look, it definitely I am, not easy. I definitely understand. I'm a very big personal responsibility person. As someone who's grown up poor, um, you know, now getting a graduate degree, like I've I've where I'm at is far above what people would expect. You know, the town we come from, things of that nature. Then you add on. Like I was addicted to, uh, you know, not not to get too into the weeds on my personal life here, but um, I had some serious addiction issues in high school, followed me through the military, got way worse when I got out of the military, you know, alcohol, um, some other select substances. Um, So I'm I'm a prime example of how like a hardworking, ambitious person can get wrapped up in it. And that doesn't mean that that's an excuse for me to just give up. But my point is. I'm not a bad person. I want to, I would love to have, I would, 
I would kill my family on Christmas morning right now to have a handle of vodka, a bottle of orange juice, and to be able to just sit in front of the TV and play. Yeah. Yeah. And to play PS5. I don't have video games anymore, but that was my favorite thing to do ever was to play MLB The Show on PS5 and just get hammered from the time you wake up. With a gallon of Sunny D, you would go half Sunny D, half half vodka. Yeah, that's just yeah, Ugh. just drinking sugar. But anyway, that was that was my point. There is um, obviously I'm being yeah. hyperbolic, but no, I don't know people. It's just it's so annoying when I posted that, and then I still just get the brain dead. Dirty junkies just trying to make excuses. Drugs are bad. It's like yeah, we know they're bad, but that wasn't the point of my post. My Point, the point of my post was that I can get anybody, but secretly that's me in the comments. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're not going to please anybody or everybody. Um, so personal updates. What do you do? You have anything? Um, real quick, I did have a question. Um, one of our friends, I've got to put it in the notes, brought up something to you about chickens and feed. Um, I guess a lot of our chicken feed. We don't have to talk about it a long time. Just real quick, it, a lot of it comes from Ukraine, right? No, it was um, something the protein. My goodness. So man. a component of chicken feed comes from Ukraine? Yeah, like uh, just like our grain and feed and stuff. Like that. that's a, another massive thing that we get as an import. I guess the whole, whole world does for like feed and stuff. Something to do with the protein. I, I'm completely gotcha. spacing out so, on this right now. Oh, no worries. So Internet Sleuths or anybody watching this, go and let us know if you know anything about this. I know um, Stevenson yeah, in the my, chat. Comment. I want to know like where to look more into this because um, I tried to get him to come on the show. He said, nobody wants to hear what this Billy, Billy has to say. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know what the deals with the chicken feed. But um, yeah, that's something that maybe could be tied into this conspiracy with supply chains and yeah, just something else that's, you know, making us, I don't know if it would yeah. be making us more reliant on Ukraine or more likely to help them. Like, I don't know what the incentive of that would be or how that affects well, things. It, it'll wean us off chicken meats and then, make us have to start eating lab grown stuff oh i see so so that could be <laughs> less eggs means we get protein from other sources means they're hey lab meat guys look turns out the whole point it's not the military industrial complex maybe that's part of it the entire point of the ukraine war is actually to get us some lab grown <laughs> meat <laughs> you heard it here first yep <laughs> the, our prediction um already so first story of the day we have to talk about it. The Chinese spy balloon appears and then is shot down. Um, so it appeared January 28th, which I didn't know, which that's embarrassing. It took us so long to shoot it down. But um, went all the way across the country. Yeah. <laughs> so I was just going to hit this real quick. And then I have two videos of it getting shot down, which I thought were hilarious. Uh, well, one, it's just funny watching Americans' reaction to this as it's getting shot down. I don't know if you've seen any of the videos. But yeah. So yeah, we'll talk about it. So the Daily Wire says China's spy balloon reportedly part of global surveillance system. Photos from wreckage released. Um, again, this is going to pop up right here and you guys can look at this article if you want more. Um, so the U.S. intelligence community has reportedly linked the Chinese spy balloon that was shot down late last week to vast surveillance pro to a vast surveillance program being conducted by the Chinese military against numerous foreign nations. Um so that was why everyone was saying, again, you know, take this with a grain of salt, look into it. But the fact that that, that balloon that has been tied to that as they're, they're learning more about it has just been flying over the United States, looking at very sensitive sites, that's, 
that's humiliating and that's frustrating to me. And there is just absolutely no way that we did not know that, uh, about that beef before it you know, was over Alaska. I mean, with the yeah. radar that we have, we know if there's a large flock of geese flying over. I mean, I know we, yeah, we knew. And that's, I wrote down in here, is this a big deal? I think it absolutely is a big deal because of also, also you have to think about Taiwan. China is looking to see how we'll respond to this. Not even everyone keeps talking about an EMP or a Trojan horse attack. They just might be curious what we're going to do. And then after they saw this, they might be like, oh, yeah, we're good. We're taking over Taiwan. And that has you think that Ukraine is a regional floor, uh, a regional conflict that we're overly involved in. Wait till T- Taiwan gets involved because that affects our economy. They have, we they have manufacturing the, chips, all sorts. Yeah, of stuff. that's also a big matter of national security. There's no way China invades Taiwan and we don't do anything. But Chinese you know, they may may think that they can get away with that and we won't do anything. It's just a bad situation. It's never, it doesn't help anybody when you portray weakness. No. In any situation, even when, you know, just walking around the streets, it's not good to appear weak. You, it causes yeah. more problems. It's kind of like turkeys, how, or I'm sure this is true for many animals, but for turkeys, I know, I saw a video and They'll just place one male turkey in with a bunch of female turkeys, and there's no problems. Everyone's calm, chilling. Then you take that male turkey out, and all of the female turkeys just start slaughtering each other and going crazy. Jeez, I don't... Yeah. That's just... Yeah. So let me pull up this uh, video here. On a Saturday afternoon, it was quite the sight. On a Saturday afternoon over South Carolina, (laughs) this I'll have us talking because this is hilarious. A huge consequence. A moment of potential huge consequence too. That's my Air Force right there, buddy. I was just like, I don't know why that makes me so proud to be American. From one of two American F Florida man, that's what was in my head when I heard it. Direct hit. My God, they shot down. That's Florida man. <laughs> yeah. No, I was thinking too. the rest of the world is just as dumb as us. Um, but the problem is Americans are the only ones who sound dumb and we're fat. So that's why everyone hates us and laughs at us. Everyone else is just as dumb, if not dumber. We just are the only ones who look the part. Yeah. At uh, this point, and of course, everyone hates the term alpha. But like, is it Europe? Like, we might be way fatter than Europe. But is, is Europe really more alpha than us at this point? I don't see any way in which they no. are. <laughs> I don't think so. We're just all... 50 pounds overweight. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, I don't really know what's going to happen with this spy balloon thing, but I just wanted to show it because we had to talk about it. I'm not, it's not good, but we'll see where this goes. They apparently, they refuse, China refused a call from the DOD. So, this said could, we overreacted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'd say that this won't be that big of a deal, but as we've seen with the Ukraine situation, our country can take something that's not that big of a deal and make it a big deal quick, fast, and in a hurry. Um, so, another foreign news. Turkey and Syria. Um, so Turkey and Syria earthquake. Race to find survivors as death toll passes 7,900 and hundreds of thousands seek shelter. Um, so this is crazy. Again, I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it because everyone kind of knows at this point um, the death toll. Man, that's high. Um, I'm also, I don't want to get us age restricted again on YouTube, so I'm not going to show a bunch of footage of it. There's plenty of it out there. But the, where this... Sorry, go ahead. The uh, photos of those uh, sinkholes, though, are just absolutely incredible. It yeah, looks like something out of a Star Wars movie, dude. Like, Yeah, that's what I'll pull up now because this was also part of... Or I don't know if it was... 
I guess it was part of it. I don't think it happened during the earthquake. Um, yeah, limestone. De- it was saying. Or yeah, the, uh, so deep, deep trouble. Okay. 16 giant sinkholes open up in one Turkish region within months after drought caused limestones to collapse. Um, yeah, and I have, I'll post some pictures, but um, the craters most often occur in karst terrain where rock below the land surface is naturally dissolved by groundwater circulating through it. That's, it's just crazy to me that that can happen. I have a video, actually, I'll, I'll show you, and then we'll talk about why I kind of brought all this up. But um, let me see here, sinkhole video. And let me share my screen. The person's just chilling, plopping along, and then, bam, out of nowhere. Imagine that's you. That would suck so bad. It's hard to believe that can happen. I'm, like, nervous about sinkholes everywhere now. <laughs> I mean, and look yeah, at like, this, this idiot. Well, let me take the time to put down my kickstand. I don't want to... I don't want to tip over my scooter. Someone just fell through the ground. <laughs> yeah. It's like God is punishing us and swallowing us to hell. But let me take the time to... The world... Or this is the end with <laughs> yeah. James Franco. Have you seen that? Yeah. <laughs> I tried everything I could. Like, this is the end of the world, but that's no excuse for yeah. bad scooter etiquette. Um, oh. Anyway, my question on this was... Is it anyone in the international community's responsibility to help? I mean, Syria... I kind of can see an argument there because it's been completely destroyed by U.S. and Iran-funded proxy war. But um, And anyone out there who disagrees, um, I've been in that region a pretty significant amount of time, and that is my stance. So don't – I know that there's going to be someone who's going to comment out there who's Glass a war hawk. It's like, oh, of course, let me guess. We should have just let ISIS run through. No, it's – the U.S. definitely wanted conflict in Syria and definitely propped that up. Um, but anyway, that's an argument for another time. Um, my point is, I can see how it, there could be an argument where we kind of hold some responsibility there. Um, is is it anyone's responsibility to help Turkey, though? I, I heard online people saying, people in Turkey saying, oh, we need help. Everyone needs to help us. We're, I mean, they're in a bad pickle, but... Is it what what what's the response here? Like our economy is not in a good place. We have plenty of problems. Is it when we're thirty two trillion dollars in debt and we already spend money everywhere? I I already think that we shouldn't. We already give so much aid to every continent practically in in, in the country, even to help animals. At this point, we're we're helping animals in Europe and South America. It's really bad what happened, just like every natural disaster, especially in third world countries where people don't have any funds. But I mean, mm-hmm. we're supposed to have all of these big UN and all this stuff and all, all of these giant multinational organizations that are supposed mm-hmm. to help out with this stuff. And it's like our country's supposed to fight wars, help out everyone. And then every little single, you know, natural, not little, but every yeah. single natural disaster <clears throat> that happens, we're supposed to just circle the wagons, get the <laughs> Navy out. Especially I mean, with with turkey we're not we're not good friends with turkey by any means not at all and uh yeah i from a human perspective i'm like okay we can help you know you want to help but then from the other side i i get it you know do we expend resources on this then i think about well 200 years ago we would have been like oh 
they just got rocked by an earthquake. Perfect time to invade. <laughs> we are going to colonize the hell out of Turkey. Yeah. So whatever resources they have will work great for us now. Yeah. So I don't know. It like part of me wants to say, yes, that's what we're moving towards is a better international community. But at the same time, Turkey is not a friend. It's not like the UK. So I think that if it's like with anything, you know, you want free health care. Okay, well, the government should control what you eat. Like, you don't get to eat fast food if you are on government health care. Puerto Rico is a U.S. territory. Send in the carriers and all, everything else. Uh, who, who cares how yeah. much it costs? But it's like, yeah, if, so, if we're supposed to help everybody, I mean, just look at Mexico. So, just look at, look at South America. I mean, there's so many yeah. flights to We'll get people. to that. Yeah, we're going to get to that next Latin America. But yeah. as far as this goes, I think there should be something in return if we're going to provide aid. As as Harsh as that sounds, that's the reality. Yeah. You can't just, you can't be, quote unquote, the good guy helping everybody out because that's, that's just not the way global politics works. When you're on board of China for getting our orders of currency swapped from the U.S. dollar, then go have China help you or go have, you know, South South Africa, go have Russia, go have someone else help you, not us, Iran. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of getting something in return, um, so this is actually, you and I have talked about this before. I've been a huge fan of this credit where credit's due to the Biden administration. Um, I'm very happy with this. Kamala Harris announces funding to address migration crisis. Um, vice president Kamala Harris on Monday announced almost 1 billion in new pledges by private companies to support communities in Central America. Part of the Biden administration's effort to keep migrants from fleeing toward the U S border, 10 companies, including Nestle target, um, and there's a bunch more. Um, here's why I like this. It's not just giving them money. It's not because that money just goes into the hands of corrupt politicians. This is actually investing down there with U.S. companies. And we're, we're literally attaching their economy to ours, building them up, making turning what is a, a big liability into a great asset. It can get us. They have a ton of rare earth middle minerals in Latin America. They have a ton of that stuff that can get us off of the the China, Africa, and Middle East sort of. Um, I was going to say titty, but whatever. <laughs> like I, I am a yeah a big supporter of this. Yeah, because you know instead of us spending all this money overseas, we can be doing it there. It'll still be cheaper than manufacturing stuff here in America, or you know everything that that we set up and then when people are looking for high paying jobs cost of living is cheap down there if they just have something to to manufacture instead of us all shipping it to a china and you know it's it, yeah. it's a win-win it's it, i was saying this forever ago like you know yeah. we, we we were in the middle east why are we there who cares about the middle east let's go to yeah. chile let's chile. invest <laughs> in our southern neighbors yeah well, um, what about taiwan chile can be taiwan for manufacturing chips you, you know yeah i agree so i'm very happy with that um so moving closer to home, and I know we're moving quickly here, but we got a lot to cover. Well, where are we at time-wise? 23-24. All righty. Uh, making good progress. So school, the push for school choice is accelerating. Um, let's see here. Emboldened by frustrations with pandemic-era policies and battles over what schools are teaching, conservative parents and politicians have accelerated a push for school choice policies that would funnel public funds into private schools. Um, so it goes deeper than this, but um, let's see. 11 states, Idaho, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Carolina, Texas, Utah, and Virginia have introduced and in some cases passed school choice bills. 
Um, Arizona is on that list now of there. They're trying to do some of that stuff. Basically, it gives families public funds to pay for tuition at a private school or cover the cost of homeschooling or pay for other schooling expenses. I am 100% on board with this. We're spending the money anyway. Public schools are an abject failure. Um, you can make an argument for charter schools, but education, I'm just not a fan of education being in the state anyway, or in the hands of the state. I understand having public schools, and I think they should exist, but they suck. I don't want them. I want them to be like, literally, you have to be in the worst case scenario to where you're using that. I mean, yeah. The, what took so long? I, I don't understand like what... Of course, it's obviously control, right? You know, yeah. they don't want the parent to have the option to be, you know, deciding where well, things go. But it's like, shouldn't you be able to take the own initiative and how your kid gets raised? You know, if we're going to have funding for public schools, like you said, you know. Yeah. Well, what happened was during the, the pandemic, a lot of parents saw how crappy the school system was. And they saw that even though their kids were going to good schools, they just sucked. There was no content there. It was just silly. So then they're like, well, what are we doing here? And then the trans stuff started to come into schools and then gender theory and then critical race theory. And I think a lot of people started to realize, you know what, I'm actually not okay with this. I think that's what changed is school being done remotely. Parents looking over the kids' shoulders finally yeah. realized, okay, this actually is not stuff that I align with. And they kind of woke up parents who were being maybe not even lazy, just they really didn't think about it. They were just in the rat race. Yeah, because they would have never been in the classroom. And even an attentive parent these days probably isn't going over the specific, you know, curriculum and, and, and everything that they're going over. So I guess that actually makes a lot of sense. I didn't think about the fact that they could just stare over their shoulder and be like, what are you learning? Like, yeah, what, what are you this? zooming in? Right. I didn't even think about that because we just gaff off when for like college when all that we were playing video games. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, holy crap. Yeah. Well, you, you also think about like. Imagine that shock when you just... Well, imagine a bunch of teachers... This is the reason why a bunch of teacher, teachers were angry about having to go back to school. It wasn't about COVID. It was the fact that... So I've been talking off to the side too much. It's probably super quiet. But a lot of teachers are like, oh, well, uh, yeah, I don't want to go back to the, the classroom because I've just been sitting here saying, hey, kids, here's your worksheet. And then I'm just playing on TikTok the whole time. So um, real quick, though, I wanted to show this video. Um you know, maybe this isn't hard hitting journalism, but, and, you know, I haven't quote unquote fact checked this um, heavily, but I thought it was interesting. And, you know, I'll look into it more and maybe we'll do an episode on it because um, there's a lot of stuff with the kids' stuff. That's actually, we were going to talk today about Jeff Younger um, and his whole situation. For those who don't know, he's the guy who was just on Tim Pool. Uh, he's fighting to get his, his wife, wants to make their son trans. Um, however, he does not want that. And apparently like child support laws and how much money gets funneled back to the state and the judiciary's retirement fund and the penalties and when they switched in the eighties to not 50, 50 custody, 24% custody. There's a lot of stuff there that I didn't know. So we're going to do a whole big episode on that, but, uh, maybe we can look more into this when we do that. But anyway, here's okay. this, uh, video. What's a scam that's become so normalized that we don't even realize it's a scam? Public education as a whole, let me explain. So there's a man named J.D. Rockefeller who created the public education system as we know it. Back in the day, there used to be something called the agrarian age, where everybody owned their own business, they owned their own farm, and people would go to school for about an hour or two every week at their local church. That's why they called it Sunday school. You'd go to school and you'd learn how to read and write, 
couple hours a week, that was all. They did some research to find out how to indoctrinate a nation. The research that they discovered said 12 years, and that's how long it takes for people to normalize everything that's been happening. So they made school 12 years long. They made school five days long a week uh, with a bell for recess and a bell for lunch to condition people for factory work. The grading system itself was a communication to your future employers, got an A, you'd be a good employee, and if you got an F, you'd be a very bad employee. When asked about the curriculum, found what the heck they were going to teach kids for five hours a day, five days a week, for 12 years of life, because they'd know how to read and write within a couple of years. Their answer was, teach them everything about nothing. That's why you graduated with SOHCAHTOA and A squared plus B squared equals C squared and the periodic table, and yet you're not familiar with your own system of government, you're not familiar with how to file your taxes, you're not familiar with basic life skills like conflict resolution, how to implement boundaries, budgeting, all those things that would really help you in life. So, public education. What's a scam that's... Hmm. Make education great again. Yeah, make education <laughs> great again by abolishing it. No, leave a little public... Honestly, they should have public education and it should be... It should be just a couple of years. That's this is my whole thing. I want to have one of our other friends on to talk about education, but the whole education system from K to even postgraduate, there's so much bloat. Like I look at doctors. Why are doctors going to school for 12 years? The medical program, you should start in high school, start working on it. By the time people are 24, they should be doctors. Like you don't waste all the time with all the stuff to help you become a cultured individual in college. No, thanks. Just do medical stuff. Just and if for regular people, public education, just learn to read and write. People have too many skills if they actually did that. But, yeah, like we'd said, be too empowered of a populace. Yeah. I was literally just talking again when I was at my buddy's house the other day, the guy that we want to have on for, for the worker man uh, stuff, Jake, you know, and that's what we were literally <laughs> talking about. I was like, even on the right, like, you know, it's just good little happy worker bees and just respond to authority, sit in your hands. That's what I was Yeah, well, I think that the whole system is designed for... All right, come on, article. I think that the whole system is designed to make good little cattle. I mean, we're designed to be good little obedient cattle who have a 60 to 70 year shelf life. I mean, you look at... Okay, school, it's built into the system where you're supposed to... You you get eight years of being wild, really six years, because, you know, junior, senior in high school, then you get four years of college... So actually really five years because in the last year of college, you're expected to be kind of normal. So they've built into this structure a time for you to get your yaws out. And then what's expected of you after that? Then you get married. Then you get saddled. You're saddled in debt. You're married. You have kids, a couple kids. You feed them nothing but sugar. You're busy. You're unhappy. You're depressed. That, those people, that population doesn't start revolutions. That Hand population tablets. is medicated. They just want to get home and watch Netflix and just make it to the next paycheck. And that our entire system's designed around that. Um, at least that's my two cents, which Jake, uh, or, yeah, Jake, right? Yeah. That's Jake. the friend who's talking. Yeah. Hey, Come on to the show to talk about that. We'd love to have you. You can just sit in the corner and just chime in when you want. We'd also love to do some watch-along stuff with you. I think he's a fascinating guy. He does such way more manlier stuff than we do. I mean, well, I guess you you work in security still, so you still have a man's job. Oh, my but- <laughs> job is not manly at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, either way, he... like. The stuff that I wish that I could do, that like the machining and working with tools, I'm just yeah. so it's it's so weird. Girls, 
they don't really have a problem with it because it's like, you know, I'm a big guy, you know, fought many years of my life, trained, you know, jiu-jitsu, Muay Thai, and then Marine Corps, combat deployed, machine gunner. So, like, they understand that I'm masculine, but at the same time, I can't build a bookshelf. <laughs> like, it's it's embarrassing. But You get, yeah, lost trying to change your spark plugs. <laughs> yeah, I, I just go to, uh, you know, big old tires for my oil changes. Um, anyway, so... Let's see. Speaking of, of men, men doing men things out there roughing it. Uh, Eric Adams decided to spend the coldest winter night in a shelter after migrants refused to leave their hotel. So <laughs> the, apparently a bunch of migrants are in a five-star hotel. That's where they put them up. And now they're mad and they don't want to leave and they're saying they're racist. We uh, want housing. Yeah, which we I was talking homes. to. Yeah, I was talking to a... a a woman from Mexico about this who's here now. And uh, she was she was like, this is so annoying. This is giving us all a bad name. She was talking. She literally, this was her words, not mine. A Mexican woman who's working on getting her citizenship, she's like, if they don't like it here so bad, just go back to Mexico. <laughs> I was just like, yes, come to us. <laughs> come to us. It's not about white supremacy. Yeah. It's about being grateful for winning the lottery well, and being in the greatest country of all time. I think she has internalized white supremacy or yeah. Maybe I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Either you way know, she's, she's, she's she hates herself and her you know her own family, right? <laughs> she's doing something right, starting her own oh business. God. Yeah. Living the American dream. So I'm like she gets it. <laughs> yeah, she gets it. She's not a victim. She understands the she even told me she's like I don't think I could get rich anywhere else. She's like I I couldn't start a business anywhere else. I'm like yeah, you can. Good, good luck being a, a woman and going anywhere in you know Mexico, anywhere in the Middle East, anywhere in China, and trying to start a, a new business. Yeah, I mean, you may be able to legally do it, but good luck. Um, anyway, so Eric Adams, New York City, New York City Mayor Eric Adams slept at a migrant facility in Brooklyn on the coldest night of 2023 to promote the new housing option after some migrants recently refused to leave a hotel. Um, I want to find, there's a picture of this dolt in there. Um, this is so annoying. It keeps exiting out of the art article. Go down. I just want to see dummy Adams. Where is he at? All right. Well, um, maybe there'll be a photo of it. Now, all right, well, I'll put the photo in the overlay, but this was just annoying to me because I was like, oh, we're so inspired. I mean, this is like the people in Martha's Vineyard when the immigrants came and they're <laughs> like, they were overjoyed to have them for a week <laughs> and then they send yeah. them on their way. Like, it's more of this celebrities trying to do things to be relatable or to like, like, it's literally just a camping expedition for him. Like, why would you, oh, look, see, I can stay here. I bet he was miserable that entire night. And he's, I bet he talks to his friends about it and they like applaud him. Like, wow, I can't believe you went through with that. Yeah, we, and they probably did. They applaud him. It, it's like a Brooklyn Decker. We're, we're both in love with her. You know, the uh, she uh, famous. Was on my phone, <laughs> like my wallpaper for many years as a young man. Yeah. The uh, famous sports illustrated lady before um, Kate, Kate Upton and, uh, Back when I did, you know, I was on Instagram, I followed her for a bit. And 
I don't know, this is probably like 2018 or so. And she was, you know, hammering on about all that stuff. And then someone posted like a picture. Of, she she married some crazy. What stuff? The uh, immigrant stuff? Yeah. Like uh, on know. we need to be letting them in all this stuff, you know, perfect housing. And then someone like posted some, something on her Instagram channel, of, like her, her, her estate with, with her <laughs> and her pre- professional hockey player with, you know, a dozen different, you know, or not hockey player, a tennis player, you know, yeah. and a do- dozen different tennis courts well, in a multiple acre home. And it's like. Why don't you you house some people? I mean, your 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 house is massive, and you have a all sorts of facilities. And of course, it's like, oh well, we give money, you know. And it's just like, well, it I'll- is. It's all rules for thee, and uh, rules for thee, and not for me. It's I don't trust any of these. Like, look, public service announcement: If you're looking at a celebrity and you think that they give. To, uh, I'm trying to think of a non-cuss word. Boy, I got to quit cussing so much. <laughs> if you think that they care at all about you, about you having a better life, they don't. They are killing it in life and they want to kill it more. And I'm happy for them. I'm not, I don't hate su- you know, success. I'm happy for people to be, be successful and have nice things and have big estates. But do not fall for this pandering bull crap. On either side, I don't care what their politics are. Elite, there is a very clear class system in this country. And understand that, and understand that people trying to be relatable, they are not not relatable to you. If, if Joe Rogan, he hunts, he fishes, he's a man's man, he is not relatable to a working man. He's as close as you're going to get in the media sphere, but... He still it, picks on where he wants to live at the time and where they want to, which house do they want to go vacation to for a few weeks? You know, yeah. like it's just a completely different reality that we'll never understand, and therefore they're never going to care about our our reality. You know, yeah, it's like we covered Steph Curry. You know, the uh, mm-hmm. the housing development. You know, or sorry, the low income housing development just with an eyesight of their their neighborhood is literally a no go, right? Yeah. None of these people care that are the biggest vocal leaders for all this stuff. Yeah. Well, again, going back to Matt Damon. He's one of the biggest um, activists for climate change. He made that movie, um, Downsizing, had the biggest estate in all of Hollywood or all of Beverly Hills. Like these people are liars. They're elites. They're doing what elites and aristocrats have done for years. Don't fall for it. But um, let's see. So moving on to people who don't have nice estates or any homes right now. Um, residents not yet allowed to return to homes near site of fiery train de- derailment in Ohio. This was, I guess, not that interesting, but it was crazy to me that this can still happen, that we haven't figured out a way to make trains safer. Oh, I guess they're pretty safe, but, I mean, <laughs> residents of the Ohio, Ohio village of East Palestine remain unable to return home after a controlled release Monday of toxic chemical to- toxic chemicals. Come on. Is this CNN? Have proper grammar. Cars that were part of a train derailment three days ago, Mayor Trent Conway said during an evening news conference, an operation to drain vinyl chloride, a chemical that officials said was unstable and could explode from five Norfolk Southern Rail cars, began just after 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, Are we recording still? Okay, good. Yeah. Crap, we forgot to check. That would be so frustrating if it wasn't. Not frustrating enough to restart, but close to it. Um, so, yeah, I just have some photos here. I mean, again, if there's nothing new to think about here, oh, I guess I'm not sharing my screen, am I? Oh, no, I see you. <laughs> oh, let me share my screen with you. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, there's just so much power, uh, 
behind trains. Obviously, our, our dad works on them, and we barely ever even got, got to see trains just one trip back to, to uh, Nebraska. But those things are massive, and I can't imagine just being like, you know, like the houses that, that are like mm-hmm. near a railway or like in like New York City where we're like run above. Imagine if one of those just came barreling through your house. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that's, the, that's part of it with why these wrecks are so bad is people, they just there's so much kinetic energy behind that train. It's moving slow, but it just, it just hits you like a ton of bricks. Um, well, like a lot of ton of bricks, <laughs> a ton of a ton of bricks, a mile long train. Yeah. yeah. I do wish it got me thinking though. Um, I, I kind of wish we had a nicer rail system here in the U S you know, you go to Europe and you can travel on the rail in between countries a lot. I think that'd be really nice to have like an interstate rail system. They've definitely talked about that a lot, you know. I think it'd be good. I, I know they did it in Texas and Cali and, and stuff. Well, it'd be but. good even in like a case of emergency, like talking about China earlier. If China invades, that would be invaluable. Or you even think about like moving stuff in the case of uh, um, all the highways. Because, you know, the interstate system was built after, after World War II. Um, which general was I, don't, I can't remember which general it was saw that. Germany had created the interstate system and they're like, this is genius. Yeah. So we can do this so we can move military supplies all the way across the country in a quick and timely manner. Sorry, my nose is itching. Was that Eisenhower? I mean, yeah, maybe it was Eisenhower. But either way, that's what inspired our our U.S. interstate system. Well, it's the same principle. Now, that's not going to have that effect. If there's a, a real, you know, crap hits the fan situation, then people, the interstates are going to be completely blocked up. So why not have a train system? I mean, yeah, I guess the train system would be immediately blocked up with supplies, though. <laughs> it's the just point like is, it would be a clear, like, people can't yeah. just go get in their train and park, you know, in the middle of the train tracks. So you'd at least be, you'd always have a clear line of transportation that you could do stuff. It seems like a good yeah. thing to have. And then in the meantime, when there's not a, a you know, cataclysmic event going on, or a post-apocalypse situation or an invasion, well, then it just makes it okay. easy to move in between states. I mean, think, you, you know, have the infrastructure 40 bucks or have train cars attached to cargo trains. So, okay, I'm going to go hop in a BNSF train, go visit my family across the country for 40 bucks. Okay. Yeah. Like that. Why not? And you could get full, on like a bus, you could get full servicing on it and get a meal and beers and whiskeys. Yeah. <laughs> and then your chances of getting exploded in Ohio are extremely low less than a car accident yeah and less than a plane um especially if you're in nepal <laughs> um so let's see you cannot play, pay me enough money to hop on a plane in nepal now i will not be after getting that, one either after covering that that video was so weird because it's you i just for some reason i always i've thought about this a lot like uh if you were in a plane crash it just lights out gone but then you see that and it's just like imagine you crash boom and then you're still alive in just that inferno. That would be horrible. Yeah. And, and like inside of a Humvee, of that does not look pleasant when uh, you can't get out the turret or something. But it would be like a large-scale version of that where you're just locked into an inferno. Yeah, and 20-something plane crashes, dude. That's yeah. That's a rough way to go because you don't have any control. Yeah. <laughs> At least if you're in a car, you have the a, a chance to try and save it, you know? <laughs> like. Yeah. 
Well, 41% of people may say now that they prefer actually being in a plane crash because they don't want to live. Boom nailed that transition. Uh, this is from Breitbart. A poll says 41% say personal finance is deteriorating under Joe Biden. Worst result in 37 years. And the Daily Wire reported on this, actually. This was a an ABC uh, News Washington Post survey that they've been conducting for years and years and years. Worst one in 37 years. Worst one now ever recorded. Um, so that got me thinking, will he run again? And when I was looking into this, I noticed Pete Buttigieg was the first example I noticed where people were asking him if he, because he was in the news with the train stuff, mm-hmm. um, if they support him, he, no one will give a clear answer on the, in the DNC of whether they support Joe Biden. And I think that they know something's up. I think that they aren't supporting him because they know he's out. They don't want to attach themselves to a losing horse. So I know that's not a lot to go on, but I don't think he's going to run in 2024. That and especially with the, the like Hunter Biden stuff, all of that stuff getting investigated and, and, and being actually in the news. Isn't that kind of like them just cutting ties, you know, being like, all right, yeah. we got him in. Oh, this is, you know, whatever he's doing. All this is all mm-hmm. his own accord. They'll start with someone new and fresh. Well, it solves, it solves several problems, this whole thing. Like I said last week, they can go after Trump way harder now. Make sure he doesn't run. And then Biden, they get rid of him. No one likes him. They get rid of Kamala Harris. No one likes her. Two birds, one stone. Three birds, one stone. Shouldn't, so, they, want Trump to, shouldn't they want Trump to run, though? Or um, I, I think they don't want him to run just because in the, chan- in the off chance that he wins, well, then they have four years of just screaming at the wall like crazy people. So That is true. <laughs> While they're doing their own stuff, everyone will be just focused on him. Yeah. Well, turning away from politics, we have uh, a cultural issue, which I guess culture and politics are merging these days. Um, so I didn't even know that they were doing this, but apparently they take webs or they take AI and they'll have it watch a bunch of a show and then it will generate an AI show. So um, Twitch temporarily bans Seinfeld parody AI after transphobic remarks. So one of these shows. Basically, nothing forever, 24 hours, seven days a week show has become a sensation on Twitch, racking up thousands of viewers, um, which that still blows my mind that people will just pay to watch people play video games. But the show featured crudely drawn recreations of characters from the comedy sitcom Seinfeld, Seinfeld that played out scripts created by using OpenAI software. Um, So I actually have the clip. We'll look at that. I'm thinking about doing a bit about how being transgender is actually a mental illness. Or how all liberals are secretly gay and want to impose their will on everyone. Or something about how transgender people are ruining the fabric of society. But no one is laughing, so I'm going to stop. Thanks for coming out tonight, see you next time. Where'd everybody go? So I, I've been going after the, the right pretty hard here lately. So I just thought this was annoying thinking about the left and the liberal agenda. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, I jotted, jotted down some notes here. So the, the liberal agenda has gotten so crazy and so off base with reality. Um, computers, they operate based on what's most logical, you know, ones and zeros. Um, and I've been doing a lot of coding for one of my classes for uh, using R and it really is you have to 
it will not take a false statement. It has to be true or it has to be designated that this is a false statement. So computers go off what is true, what is reality. They're unemotional, they don't care, and the left keeps having run-ins with them. Um, like AI software in particular, Asians looking alike, um, lighter skin being more aesthetically pleasing when it asks them to make the most beautiful woman in the world. Um, and now this, it's saying that trans stuff is silly. Um, it's just interesting, especially because big tech, the people working on AI are very liberal, but they're running into their own, they're running into their own progress because they're making a computer that doesn't have emotions of as highly intelligent. And it's like, yeah, this is the way the world is. And they're like, no, that's hateful. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> they're making their own night terrors, their own transphobic AI. Yeah. I mean, there's what, what we, is worse than that's that? Right. We think about, uh, a, an end of apocalyptic situation yeah we think of an apocalyptic situation <laughs> like terminator where the robots have taken over but really what happens is the left makes a bunch of ai that's super based and that's their nightmare it's just like we have created the end we have given robots the power to become hitler and it's like well what are the robots doing it's like that guy's black and that guy's white <laughs> it's like my God, do you have to say it like that? Or even worse, I have looked at statistics and I have found that you are more likely to be mugged by a black person. <laughs> so, yeah, they're afraid to go home at night. Yeah. Anyway, it's just funny that they're running into reality. Anyway, I got to piss. Yeah. Well, we'll be living in pods in no time. Yeah, that is not a world in which I want to exist. I'm not going to be able to compete with that's, that. That's a world that you're going to live in very soon. <laughs> I get locked out of my own email, much less getting locked out of my own AI. That's supposed I to mean, be defending me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Tucker Carlson talks about how this is different from the Industrial Revolution and the government does need to step in to the free market and kind of curb some of this advancement. And then you have people like Ben Shapiro who will say, no, people are good at adapting. It's an interesting thing because this AI is unlike any. It's not. It's not equivalent to the industrial revolution. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's I not mean, it's metal technology has just exponentially started to climb in complexity, and it's just at a rate that we can't keep up. At you know, it's like finding fire. You know, kind yeah, of like yeah, a little bit. In you know, at some point when it takes over, it'll be like fire. It'll be like or energy. It's, but, no, know, it's like, not like finding. Fire, it's like finding a blowtorch <laughs> that's solar powered. You know what I mean? Yeah, talk about. Yeah. Anyway, um, I just thought that was interesting. But moving on to the final topic here for final segment. Um, so McCarthy's weaponization community already discussing subpoenas. So a new, a new committee has been formed designed to, um, let's see. GOP members of the newly created House Subcommittee investigating weaponization of the federal government discussed the possibility of issuing subpoenas during their first closed-door meeting on Friday. Uh, this was from a couple weeks ago. Why it matters, it's a clear indication of the aggressive posture and approach that the committee has been expected to take in probing federal law enforcement, including the Justice Department and FBI. Good. That's what I have to say about that. What we're watching, Republican members of the House Select Subcommittee on the Weaponization of the Federal Government also discussed investigative topics they want to pursue. Um, the big picture of the panel's creation fulfilled a key promise House Speaker Kevin McCarthy, who <laughs> barely made it in, uh, made to a group of right-wing holdouts during the historic speaker fight. So at least holding out got him something. 
Oh, it took two, um, two dozen attempts. Yeah, <laughs> more than that. Uh, Republicans have, what was it 15? Yeah. yeah. Republicans have stocked the committee with an assortment of lawmakers with varied degrees of experience, ranging from GOP conference chair um, Elise Stefanik from New York and former House Oversight Chair Representative Dorel Issa, Rep- Republican California, uh, or both are Republicans. Um, House Democratic leadership has indicated they will participate in the committee, but have not yet named their members. They will have no substan- substantive influence on the direction of the subcommittee's oversight work. Um, let me go to this next article here. Um, so, yeah, Stefanik appointed to House Committee Investigating Corrupt Federal Agencies. Um Washington representative at least Stefanik has been named the latest special committee latest special committee to be formed in Congress or has been named to the latest special committee to be formed in Congress on the weaponization of the federal government subcommittee called by blah 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 okay so this is the same thing um so well this is interesting citing the agency's search of former president donald trump's home for illegally held classified documents and allegations that the dog paid twitter officials to suppress news articles it's interesting you know this happened before they started to all the document stuff came out about biden it's interesting because i wonder if that is kind of a move to counteract this they're like oh they're making a committee okay well we got to start focusing on the hunter biden story we got to start focusing on finding documents at Biden's house because they're, yeah. they're creating a committee. We got to look fair. I wonder if that could be part of this. Definitely could. Yeah. But they're getting seats too. Yeah. But this was all meant to mirror basically the 1970s church committee. So I wanted to just read a little blurb about that before we finish off here. Um, the church committee, the church committee, formerly the United States Senate select committee to study governmental operations with respect to intelligence activities was a U.S. Sen- oh, I forgot. You're also not, I got to share my screen, right? Yeah. I have let me know when I need to share my screen like okay. that. I haven't forgot. I'm at least um, tracking on the church committee. Yeah, okay. Um so it was a US Senate Select Committee in 1975 that investigated abuses by the Central Intelligence Agency, National Security Agency, so CSI, CIA, um, NSA, Federal Bureau Bureau of Investigation, and the Internal Revenue Service. I'm not a fan of any of those organizations. Um, chaired by Idaho Senator Frank Church, the committee was part of a series of investigations into intelligence abuses in 1975, dubbed the Year of Intelligence. It's right around um, Vietnam. They were have a lot to do with that. Cold War. Yeah. Um, including its House counterpart, the Pike Committee, and the Presidential Rockefeller Commission. The committee's efforts led to the establishment of the permanent U.S. Senate Select Committee on Intelligence. Um, the most shocking revelations of the committee include Operation MK Ultra, involving the drugging and torture of unwitting U.S. citizens as part of human experimentation on mind control, COINTELPRO, involving the surveillance and infiltration of American political and civil rights organizations, Family Jewels, a CIA, CIA program to covertly assassinate foreign leaders, Operation Mockingbird as a systemic propaganda campaign with domestic and foreign journalists operating as CIA agents and dozens of U.S. news organizations providing cover for CIA activity. It also unearthed Project Shamrock. I swear to God, if one more of these things pop up, I'm going to throw my laptop across the room. It also unearthed Project Shamrock in which the major telecommunications companies shared their traffic with the NSA while officially confirming the existence 
of this signals intelligence agency to the public for the first time. Um, so it uncovered a lot of corruption and a lot of junk. So I am 100% on board with this. I hope, I pray to God it has teeth. Um, I hope that maybe it'll change some things, show a double standard maybe, and other corruption. Um, you know, I'm never going to hold my breath for any of these politicians to do anything That's for the I'm people, at. for the country, for individual liberty or freedom. But I'm holding my breath on this one because I... Man, I am not that, holding my breath at all. <laughs> I want to be able to hold my breath. I want this to be I want real to. so bad. I want to, but since when do we trust, you know, right-leaning people from California? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good well, point. Since, again, since when do we trust any Republicans at this point to do anything? You know, like, I, I hope so. I mean, this has been a problem forever. I mean... Yeah, Ben Shapiro has a whole chapter in his uh, the the case against or yeah the case against President Obama, you know, mm-hmm. just about him using the IRS against people, and it's like that is everyone's known about that forever. Each side does it, and I don't know why we're okay with that. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. I just you know it's kind of it, you get a bit demoralized when you think about it and how much power the i'm studying right now a lot of media influence and stuff like that and um man it's just fourth farmer the <laughs> yeah fourth branch the, whatever the, the fact that the intelligence agencies have been and absolutely are currently part of the media and working with big tech and stuff it's just, it's terrifying and What's even more terrifying is we know a lot about the effects of media. Like uh, it's been studied heavily, like TV and stuff. There's very little research on because political psychology is a small field anyway. Um, it's there's very little research on social media and its effects on the population and how how that affects political activity. But it does have quite a significant effect. Something you need to look into in the future. <laughs> it's right now. I just had to. Um, Basically, I just had to do a, I had to design a research experiment, basically set up to design or to test different forms of framing, um, framing just how a story is framed, issue emphasis, um, episodic, more focusing on an individual person, thematic, more kind of large scale, like an episodic frame. Basically, I covered episodic and thematic framing. Episodic would be, I'll just give you the example I used. Um, I was focusing on welfare and my idea was I wanted to see how headlines, different emotion-inducing headlines affected people's engagement in a simulated uh, social media sort of environment where tracking software, I could see what stories they look at, how long they look at them. And basically, the issue was welfare. A woman got denied welfare um, because she wasn't deemed disabled, um, even though... well. Yeah, yeah, she got denied welfare benefits because she wasn't seen as disabled. So my what I want to do is I want to test episodic and thematic framing. The episodic s- stories would basically focus on this one lady and would have the exact same story reporting the welfare office deemed that she was not eligible for welfare benefits because she was disabled. One headline would be neutral, which would just kind of read something like that. Then I'd have a positive one, like welfare office stops corruption. Then I'd have a negative one that was like destitute, disabled woman can't get in. Doing the same thing for the thematic story, except for talking about it would. The story would be about how there's been an increase in um, 
quali- there's been a change in welfare office qualification standards and then with three different headlines and basically my objective was to see okay using this social media platform where people can look how are uh, my hypothesis is that negative emotion inducing headlines will increase engagement so people will look at stories with the negative headline longer on social media get them rolled up and then when you factor that into uh, the the stimulus of a, an algorithm this is what i was thinking for if that was confirmed to be true well then an algorithm that basically shows you the same content if you're more engaged with negative content you're going to get more negative content and then looking further i'd build upon that what are the negative effects on that but we definitely we know that people there's media fragmentation so people are looking they're a lot more in their echo chambers because they have a lot more choices. There's not really one narrative. So framing has become a lot more, well, people argue, is it more powerful, less powerful? I'm not trying to get on a whole rabbit hole here, but basically there's not a lot of work studying how social media differs from other media, but we know that it does have significant differences and that people, they're a lot more invested in it's like okay is vaping better than smoking well people are smoking the equivalent of 12 packs of cigarettes a day from vaping vaping is actually worse it sort of might be one of those situations but um anyway the fact that, in the detail, yeah the right? whole point is the cia has a lot of control over that stuff and big tech and the fbi and that's that's terrifying to me because there's a lot of control and power to be had there um so this final video i just thought this was interesting you can see it right yeah, um, not really anything to do with it, but I think we'll call this segment when art imitates life. Just because I was I was amazed at what they were able to do here. When it fell, something died, cause I knew that that was the last time, the last time. I'm not big into Star Wars, but I thought that was that was pretty neat. It's cool what people can do. Human beings are cool. I think I have hope for the human race. I don't know about you. We both get kind of pessimistic. <laughs> yeah. But either way, all we can do is take it day by day. Avoid going to Syria. Avoid... Or Russia. <laughs> or Russia. <laughs> don't go to Syria or Russia. Don't send spy... Blo- no, don't send spy balloons anywhere. Um... Homeschool your kids or send them to private school. Don't trust the elites whenever they tell you that they enjoy the conditions that you're living in. And as always, leave a book on your nightstand. Read it before you go to bed. That way you're smarter tomorrow than you were today. We got to We got to We got them.